Welcome to a very special Quick Hits edition of the F Money Show podcast. I'm your host, Fran Chismar. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is our 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame edition of Quick Hits. Wanted to take a few minutes to discuss the 2020 class of inductees now that they've been announced. And it's there's a lot of debate, and it's such a hard topic because it's so subjective. You can argue the winners and losers until you're blue in the face and still never really be any closer to what is right and what is wrong. But more than anything, I just wanted to give you my thoughts on who made it and who didn't make it. So before I even begin, having been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I kind of feel like it should be called the Music Hall of Fame. Uh, more than anything, it's a celebration of music. It's rock and roll, R&B, the blues, country, and soul. Yeah, there's some gray area, and you can argue that maybe these genres all influenced rock and roll. Uh, besides, genres aren't really always clear-cut. I have, especially in today's musical landscape, I have a hard time uh, pinpointing what genre a certain artist artist is because there's so much crossover at this point. So there really is no right or wrong answer. There's only opinion. So that being said, let's review who made it and who did not make it. So let's start with the ends, Nine Inch Nails. First of all, I'm a really big fan of Nine Inch Nails. I have been from the very beginning. Uh, you're talking about an influential performer uh, and cultivator of talent. Um, but to me, we're, we're talking three incredible albums and, and a bunch of okay ones. You know, it's you know, and this is a band that I saw before their first, before Pretty Hate Machine came out, and I saw them on their last tour. Um, and I've loved them for such a long, long time. And it's hard because I'm sure I'm going to make the same argument in favor of someone later. But that was my initial thought: is is that what is what he did so well in that period of time good enough to? outweigh the rest of those years because i'm boiling his whole career down to a short period of time and was it good enough I'm not saying that it's not i'm just saying it's a very difficult one for me especially with someone that i'm a fan of uh speaking of fans with depeche mode i completely agree with this one across the board the longevity the hits the violator craziness and violator was craziness um and that was very tough for me being a band uh from early on once they hit that legendary status you, you kind of felt like you lost your your favorite private artist like and they were never you know they were never private it's not like they were small they were always you know on the fringe of being huge but when they hit it and became a household name you kind of felt like eh, it, it didn't hold the same <laughs> it's like you lost your favorite idol um but three of the four original members have been together since our first album almost 40 years ago, 1981, uh, Speak and Spell came out. Uh, they were at the forefront of the whole synthwave scene and one of my favorite bands of all time, so they are a yes for me. There's there's no question. The Doobie Brothers. I just saw the Doobie Brothers this past summer, and they were incredible. They opened for Santana. In my honest opinion, they were better than Santana. They bested them. It, was, it had to have been hard to follow that up. And that's saying something because we're talking about Carlos Santana. Uh, the Doobie Brothers had a string of hits, uh, but I'm not really sure that makes them Hall of Fame worthy. Um, they would not have been on my ballot. I don't believe that everyone should make it. If they did, it wouldn't be special. If everyone made it, what's the big deal? Whitney Houston, uh, this is a yes, a big yes, actually, at the height of her career. I, I don't really think there was anyone bigger. She was Beyonce before Beyonce with to me a larger reach she crossed so many genres she was pop she was dance she was r&b she was soul 
uh, gospel. Um, and, and to be quite honest, I think our parents at that time, even like Whitney Houston, she had this wholesome image early on. Um, I will always love you top the charts for 14 straight weeks. And it's just a shame that it ended so badly. You know, shame on you, Bobby Brown, for, for tainting Whitney Houston. I blame I blame Bobby Brown. Uh, the notorious, notorious, notorious B.I.G. Um, this is a difficult one for me. Biggie was huge. Biggie was huge. And his influence spread far and wide. Where I have a hard time is we're talking two albums. And, and yeah, Nirv- you can make the argument Nirvana only had three studio albums. Uh, but still, two albums. Is that, was it that? And I, I know he's influential, but yeah his east coast style is synonymous with the time and and the east coast west coast beef consumed everyone but i'm still not sure how i feel about it if i had to vote i'm not sure what i would do it it would probably change on a daily basis i'd flip-flop because i'm not i don't know how i feel about that one and i'm i i i love biggie i listen to biggie often actually uh t-rex this is a yes for me prolific and inventive until mark boland's death t-rex influenced so many incredible artists we're talking david bowie Morrissey, we're talking the New York Dolls, Pixies. The influence just wasn't even with their glam looks. It, it was their style, yes, but sonically and musically, uh, they were very inventive. The guitars were unmistakable, so I applaud this one. Um, the, you know, the covers of their songs, they, they've held a lasting impression, so good job. I agree with that one. So that's who made it. There are 2020 class of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, inductees this year. Who didn't make it? Uh, we're going to start off with Pat Benatar. Again, not everyone can make it. Yes, she had some big hits, and I'm not really sure that means you make the Hall of Fame. I don't feel that she was a strong rock female. Yeah, was she that influential? I don't hear too many people pointing out Pat Benatar. Some of her songs have aged really well. Some haven't. So I have to say I agree with this one. Um, Dave Matthews Band. I think this one's going to piss off some people, but I agree with this one. Um, some big hits in the 90s, but radio-wise, recently there really hasn't been much to talk about. I, I did like his last album a bit, and he's made his career with constant touring as a jam band, but so is Jimmy Buffett, and look how long it took him to make it. And and to be honest, Jimmy Buffett had a much better catalog, and it influenced major artists in different genres. I mean, country, so many different genres. So I think this is a good call. I don't think Dave Matthews Band, yeah, he's had a very long career, a very profitable career, but I don't know if that makes you rock and, rock and Roll Hall of Fame worthy. And a lot of people are passionate about him. Yeah, but you could say that about a lot of artists. Judas Priest. Man, a 14-year-old Fran is really pissed off at this one. Uh, they were the height of 80s metal. Um, dual lead guitars, fierce catalog, leather clad, uh, chains and and whips and subversive subversive uh subversive lyrics i would pick them over the doobie brothers any day to me they go uh with songs like eat me alive yeah come on judas priest makes it craft work this is another one a, a band that influenced just about everyone and without them there's no depeche mode uh, or probably 80 synth new wave you can argue the strength of their catalog maybe isn't that great because yeah, you know, Tour de France and uh, a couple other songs maybe got some airplay, but um, not everyone's cup of tea. But you can't you can't argue their influence. So 
Um, so I kind of have to agree that maybe they didn't make it this time around, but I would like to see them make the Hall of Fame in the future. I do think they're Hall of Fame worthy. MC5, I'm kind of on the fence with this one like Biggie. They only had two studio albums. Uh, the difference is with them, between them and Biggie, is neither of those their their albums were really commercial hits um but their influence is huge they took the stooges under their wings they influenced led zeppelin the minutemen rage against the machine many 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 more so many people list them as their their influences the 80s uh indie scene owes a lot to mc5 so basically i don't know how i feel about that one i kind of feel eventually they'll make it and I, I won't disagree, but I'm not passionate about it either way. Um, Motorhead, this one reminds me of the old joke, who would win in a fight? Lemmy or God? Trick question, Lemmy is God. Uh, Lemmy is so iconic in so many ways, and there's Ace of Spades. But is that enough? Uh, I don't know. Apparently it's not. Um, but Lemmy was iconic for a reason, and I kind of feel that he deserved to be on the ballot. Uh, Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. I don't know if there's really enough for me here. You would really have to convince me on on strength of catalog and influence. I just don't know that there's enough. Todd Rundgren. I kind of feel Todd should have made it. Uh, he has the catalog. He has the influence. Uh, he has the producing credits. Um, there's a lot here to like, and this is coming from someone who really isn't a fan of Todd Rundgren. I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I feel he deserves it. He's someone I would have voted for because it's undeniable his reach and influence. Even the hits, I mean, hits speak for themselves. Soundgarden. This one hurts me because Chris Cornell is my idol, and I've waxed poetic about him on many, many occasions. Uh, Soundgarden was as much of the grunge scene to me as Nirvana or Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam, but I guess I bet I guess you're looking at three solid albums. Um, if you were judging Chris Cornell by himself, I think you'd have to let him in based on Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, and his solo material. So hopefully soon, one way or another, I hope Chris Cornell makes it. But I think Soundgarden was really one of those bands at the forefront of grunge that come up in the top three or four whenever you speak of that genre and i i think they do deserve to be there definitely if you're you know if if people can make it on two strong albums uh, i think soundgarden can make it on three uh then lizzie nah there's really nothing else for me to say on that one it's just a no there you there's no argument you can make i don't know why they're on the ballot so those are those who did not make it and that's about all i have so feel free to comment your thoughts on podbean or on twitter facebook or youtube remember there's no rights or wrongs only opinions and i can easily be swayed make a good argument convince me change my mind i would love to have that conversation with you thank you for tuning in i'm going to try to do some more special editions in the future uh some special episodes in between interviews since the interviews only come about once a month so i'll try to follow up with maybe music news or album reviews or, or more special segments like this uh, i hope you enjoyed it thanks to everyone for listening to the f money show uh podcast shout out to nightlife for the theme music you can follow us on twitter at fran underscore chismar that is spelled c-h-i-s-m-a-r you can also follow us on facebook at the f money show you can listen to the f money show every wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m eastern standard time on i99radio.com you can also follow the podcast on podbean itunes spotify iHeartRadio, google play stitcher tune in youtube 
Or you can even just ask Alexa to play the F Money Show with Fran Chismar. There's even an Alexa skill to add us to your daily briefing so you can listen to us every morning. Coming up on next episode, we will have the Tisberries. Uh, the special guest co-host will be none other than Bruce McKnight from Nightlife. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Fran Chismar, and we will see you when the needle drops. You're listening to the F Money Show with your host, Fran Chismar. Right here on i99radio.com.